0: Amen. Amen. Can you just put your hands together if you know that God is good? Come on. And I like the way the Bible says, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. That's an applause, but can we turn it into praise? Can you add your voice to it and just begin to lift your voice and magnify the King of Kings? Come on. All across the building, from the front to the back, can we lift our voice? And begin to worship the mighty God the everlasting father the Prince of Peace if you know him to be good just shout yes amen 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 Amen. I'm so thankful we are living in the overflow of God's goodness amen look at somebody next to you tell them I'm so happy you're here amen 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 it is so good it is so good to be a new life Cabot so thankful so thankful uh, for what God is doing in this area. I, I, you know, there's a lot you could say about the church. Uh, there's, there's, there's things, uh, that, 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 that criticisms, critiques that could be said about the church. Um, but, but I'm so glad, um, that if you get past the exterior and you realize what's on the inside, amen. We're, we're a blessed people. We're a blessed people. Uh, and I'm so thankful. Uh, I'm so thankful that God is in our midst and God is in this place uh, There's no doubt in my mind what God is doing. I, I've 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 come on a similar mission I just want to see the kingdom of God just expanded just a little bit Can we do that this morning? I just want to see the kingdom of God expanded just a little bit if if, if you'll bear with me I'm, I'm not a long-winded preacher uh, at least in my own opinion uh, my wife would probably tell you otherwise uh, but I'm not a long-winded preacher uh, but one thing that gets me just excited is when Jesus shows up um, uh, I'm so this is a gorgeous facility and uh, you guys have such an amazing team and there are so much talent that is on this platform but I'm telling you the difference maker is when Jesus comes in the room that's the only thing this is about what, what we're trying to do is we're just trying to create a space so that Jesus can shows up and the second Jesus shows up Oh, I can tell you anything can happen. So I, I'm ecstatic. I'm going to take your attention to Matthew chapter 6. And this is an outpouring service. And as apostolics, uh, we go beyond just teaching, but we, we, we love to experience what we talk about. And so I believe before you walk out of this building, God is going to pour out his spirit. Everybody say God's going to pour out his spirit. Look at somebody next to you. Tell him he's going to do it on you. He's going to do it on you. Amen. I give honor as you're turning to Matthew chapter six. I give honor uh, to your leadership, uh, your pastor. How many of you guys love your pastor and his family? <laughs> Amen. So thankful for, for him and everything that he's doing in the kingdom of God. I love, I love the fact that you guys have a new building, but it, it stills. And I, please hear me when I say this. This is the greatest compliment I can give you. Uh, it feels like a missions church. Amen. Amen. You guys haven't outgrown uh, your call, and uh, I commend you for that. This church just feels so healthy. There's no other way for me to put that. And so I'm so thankful. So thankful. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. I, I actually am excited. I know people throw that word around, but I'm excited to get in the word. God's going to help us this morning. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. Matthew chapter 6. If you're there, say amen. Matthew 6, verse 31, and the Bible says, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. Everybody say added. All these things shall be added unto you. I want to talk about the addition of the kingdom. The addition of the kingdom. Can you set your Bibles down? Amen. Can you set your Bibles down? Do me a favor, uh, just, just just, so we can connect together and as a physical representation of what we're attempting to do spiritually. Can you make contact with somebody next to you? And we're gonna pray we're gonna pray together I'm so thankful that you're here because when I pray by myself it's different than when we pray together and your voice is so powerful and needed and so here's what I want you to do if this is your first time or you've been here this whole time I need you to help me pray because God is going to do some amazing things in the building if you believe that if you'll partner with me in faith right now can you lift your voice can you close your eyes and as you connect with that person I want you to begin to pray father right now in the name of Jesus God, I thank you for the movement of your spirit. I thank you for every vessel that's in this place. God, I thank you, God, that you're going to move on people, that you're going to set people free. Father, I thank you that you're not intimidated by the chains that have walked in this place, by the brokenness that has walked in this place. And God, I thank you, God, that you know every name that is represented here. God, you know their street address, you know their situation, and by your word, we celebrate ahead of time that you're going to fill them, that you're going to heal them, that you're going to deliver them that you're going to set them free that there's going to be a mass exodus of depression and anxiety and frustration and carnal thinking but your spirit is going to have its way and if you believe that I just want you to celebrate can you clap your hands and can you just tell God in faith I believe that Jesus come on I want you to tell Him, I believe that Jesus God, I believe, it. I believe it. I believe it. Amen. Amen. I believe it this morning. I believe it this morning. Amen. The addition of the kingdom. Amen. Give three or four people a high five. Let them know it's so good to see them. Amen. If, if there is something that you need to get a hold of over and over and over again, it is your responsibility to get a hold of the kingdom. I want you to understand that all of this that we do, that we say, that we speak is about the kingdom. It's what separates us from others. We have religious practices that we engage in. We show up to church, we pray, we fast, we give, we serve, these are things that are asked of us. But what what makes us different in our distinction is that we go just beyond the religious motion and we transcend to a place that is the domain or the space that god occupies i want to tell you here today and if i would be so bold enough to speak on behalf of your leadership that that their point of concern is not that you just came to church not that you just sat on a pew not that you just heard good music not even that you come to this altar and pray but their whole objective is that before the service is over that you would somehow some way get into contact with the kingdom it is their point of concern that your family that your marriage that your students that they would somehow get in contact with the kingdom i want to state this earlier on the onset of this message there are plenty of other places that you could be here that you could be this sunday morning But I'm so glad that you're in this building at this time because what makes this church special is not the building that houses us, but the people that are in the building. We don't rely on theatrics or systems or structures. We don't do this by power or by might, but it's by His Spirit alone. We are the people everybody shout the kingdom everybody shout the kingdom it's the kingdom that makes the difference I want you to realize for those of us who come from various church backgrounds your connection to the church does not define your connection to the kingdom can I tell you this you can't be in the kingdom and not be connected to a church But you could be connected to a church and not be connected to the kingdom God's whole objective of the church is to somehow get you connected to his sovereignty I want you to understand that what God owns God looks after that's why we do this thing called repentance and surrender it's why we surrender our lives in our marriage because we are attempting to escape into the sovereignty of God when you come into God's territory there are things that work differently than the space that you live in naturally I don't want to over spiritualize the language so bear with me as I talk plainly to you you live in a state and in a country That has jurisdictions they have laws they have uh, orders they have people of authority and because you are in that space you are obligated to live in accordance to that space you are obligated to follow the laws of that land and if you don't there will be consequences to that and I want to help you to realize that when you were born before you ever received your natural citizenship before you were ever made an American if you're from another country before you ever received that citizenship before that ever took place you were confined to this thing called flesh it does not matter who your parents were it does not matter if you were raised in church it makes no difference what you did or did not do By the very fact of your birth, you are positioned into a natural kingdom. And that natural kingdom has laws that you cannot escape. It has authorities that you cannot avoid. It has orders that you must follow. This is a law of brokenness. This is why Paul said, by one man, sin entered into the world. I want you to realize on the onset, there is not enough self-help to make you escape the reality of your human condition. Your condition has been set to fall into sin. I don't care if you dress it up. I don't care if you make it go to church. I don't care if you post great things about it on social media. There's no way for you to avoid the reality of who you are. And in our human ways, we love to blame things on everyone else as if our problems belong to others. But can I tell you a little secret here this morning? The reality of what you are living in lies on the shoulders of no one else to change but your own. God has given you the ability to adjust your condition. This is why we need the kingdom. Because you can't fight this thing on your own. You can't read enough books to get around this. Can't just go to enough church service to get around this. You're going to have to get in the kingdom. I don't want to debate you on where your grandma went to church. I just want to know. Are you in the kingdom? I'm not too concerned what your religious title is. My mother was a deaconess and grandpa was an usher. and that, that doesn't really bother me. That could be all good and well. But the one question I have is, are you in the kingdom? Can I talk to those who have already experienced a born again context? Just because you got in the kingdom, that doesn't mean you're still in the kingdom. You can decide to leave and walk away. That's why we get connected to the body because what we're trying to do is stay in the kingdom. You can't get enough water from God to not come back again. You can't get enough food from God just to stay away for as long as you want, but you're going to have to remain in this thing. There's this thing called this escape that I'm speaking about. It takes place in the context of your Old Testament and in your Old Testament. Because God knew every once in a while, by chance, someone would make an error. Someone would fall, fall short of what they were called to be and do. And maybe perchance by accident, they would hurt somebody. They would kill somebody. They would offend somebody. And God needed a place for those who were about to fall under the judgment of the law. He needed a place of safety for them. So he decides to establish these cities of refuge. These are places where you can go and you can run into. And if you can just get there, somehow there might be safety for you. Somehow you might be protected. Somehow you might be spared. And not have to suffer the pangs of your own failures and shortcomings. and today I know it's a lot easier for me to tell you that God wants to give you six steps to make your life better and he will and God just wants to make it joyful and happy and you might be but the reality is is that what God wants to do above that it give you a place to be spared the reality of your natural circumstances you don't have to be the product of what you came out of but God can adjust you God can change you God can alter you if you could just find the kingdom Amen. the thing I love about the kingdom is that it's not exclusive Shows no partiality. The only prerequisite to get into the kingdom is just some humility. You just got to humble yourself a little bit. You know what I found is? It doesn't take much to be humble. It's just really hard to do. You know how many times I've been in prayer and the church has asked, does anyone in the building need a prayer? Raise your hand. I pull one of these numbers. <laughs> Not me. Because unfortunately, I don't want you to think less of me. I don't want you to be affected by my opinion. But Here's what I want to do today. I want to give you room to get help from God. The person sitting next to you, I'm going to let you on on a little secret. The person sitting next to you, yeah, that person right there, they're a sinner. Now, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about the person sitting next to you. (laughs) And I'm not talking, they're not just like a a little bit, like a lot. They're, They're a sinner. You have nothing that you have to hide. We're all in this thing of trying to get closer to Jesus. So so here's what we're going to do. You you don't just get in the kingdom one time and you walk out and you go back. Because the second you go, if you left the city of refuge, if you walked out, the judgment that was out there, it fell on you. But you had to stay in the city of refuge. So we we go back to the kingdom over and over and over again, because it's in the kingdom of God. When you say kingdom preacher, what exactly are you meaning? It's where God has complete control. The kingdom of God is not church. It's where God has complete. Do you know why you felt the kingdom in here this morning? Because God had complete control. Because before music practice, they prayed, God, have control. Before service started, they prayed, God, have control. Before the preacher got here, he prayed, God, have control. For the usher, the whole, we just want God to have control. And the kingdom steps in. Because as long as there is space for the kingdom, and here is the reality, wherever the kingdom is, that place has to abide by the laws of the kingdom. So if the kingdom gets in your marriage, your marriage has to abide by the laws of the kingdom. If the kingdom gets in your kid, can I, can I, am I okay? If the, if the kingdom gets, this is why it's so important. Don't just leave this here. Take this home with you. And in a little bit, we're getting ready to pray. And we're going to pray that what you feel on the outside gets on the inside. Because if the kingdom can just get in here, I'm not telling you to sign up and join the church. That'd be great if you did. But beyond that, if you could just get the kingdom in here, then everything in here has to abide by the law of the kingdom. That's what we're trying to do in our efforts, in missions, in outreach. We just want the kingdom of God to be establish if you're a guest if you're a visitor if you haven't been coming here long our whole objective is to get the kingdom in you because if we get and how do we get the kingdom in you god has to have complete control if he has complete control the kingdom is there so i have a simple question how many guys want the kingdom you guys want the kingdom i'll give you a good reason why you ought to want the kingdom Uh, there are benefits that I have of being a part of this natural kingdom. You know, uh, I, I have some friends in Alaska, and they are privileged that around a certain amount of time, around a certain time of the year, they all get a small check because of all the oil that's in Alaska. And when I visit Alaska, even though I might be there around the time when they're giving out these checks, because I don't really belong to Alaska, I'm just a visitor. I don't get what somebody gets who actually lives there. Because there is blessing in being submitted to the right kingdom. And when you get submitted to this kingdom, there's joy and peace and love. Well, preacher, I signed a church card. That's great, but I'm talking about the kingdom. Well, preacher, I came up to the altar and shook the preacher's hand. That's great, but I'm talking about the kingdom. Because if you get the kingdom in you, God has to supply your needs. It's how his laws work. The kingdom just has to get in there. Amen, amen, amen. Give me five minutes and I'll be done, but I'm getting a little comfortable, so. I, I, I have learned that. That, that we don't need more church. Now show up to church. Please don't not show up to church because of that statement. Our, our, can, I, can, I, can I just... Can I, our marriages don't need more counseling. There's nothing wrong with it. You, you, you don't just need therapy. There's nothing wrong with it. But what you really need is you need to get the kingdom on the inside. If you leave with the kingdom praise God I know that child's rebellious and won't listen to you but if you just get the kingdom in the house the king will begin to change the whole praise God praise God praise God praise God praise God I'll go a little further I'll go a little further hey amen am I am I I'm good Okay, every Sunday school teacher, wave wave your hand for me. Every Sunday school teacher, praise God for what they do. Praise God. Put your hands together. Praise God. Praise God. And that's so awesome. And I'm glad they do it on Sunday. But to every parent in the room, what they do on Sunday, they're needing you to do Monday through Saturday. Because they need you to pull the kingdom down into their house. Can I tell you, there's still power in a praying mom. When your kid's at school, you know how to walk into their bedroom when they're not even there and lay your hands on their bed and begin to pray over them and say, God, God, let the kingdom follow them. Because if the king, can I tell you, it ought not be that our kids look like kids that are in the, there should be a separation because they're in the kingdom. Our marriages, our homes, when you get the king. This is why miracle signs and wonders work amongst us because we get in the kingdom. It's just a supply of the kingdom. This is why joy works amongst us because it's just a supply of the kingdom. It was the obligation of a master within the Old Testament to supply for his servants. This is why we, we surrender everything because everything God owns, God blesses. Everything God owns, God blesses. Your job, your house, your home, everything he owns, everything that belongs to him. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen here in a little bit. And I shift gears and I I try to do the preaching thing. I told told somebody I struggle, but anyways, I'm comfortable now. This is a Bible study context, so I feel good. Praise God, praise God. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen here in a little bit. We're going to begin to pray. And I, I can't give anybody the Spirit of God. There's people here, you have never received the Spirit of God with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Well, preacher, I don't want to talk in tongues. That's great, but you need to talk in tongues. It's not because tongues are the Holy Ghost, but tongues is the evidence that you've received the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I, I've, I've, gone, I've, I've gone to Walmart before, and this is Walmart land, and I've walked out, and those buzzers start going. And that's just, that's, I get real uncomfortable because I'm a little introverted. Everybody's looking at me like, what did the brothers steal? You know, I don't got nothing but fruit in my basket. I just, and you know, you know what I do just to assure them that this stuff actually belongs to me? I pull out, I pull out my receipt. The receipt isn't the substance. It's just proof that the substance belongs to me. When you speak in other tongues, it's not the Holy Ghost. It's just proof that you've received the Holy Ghost. It's your receipt that it belongs to me. What is it? The Spirit of God. Now, I know this is elemental, but can I, I, I'm real comfortable right now. Praise God. The Spirit of God is everything you're looking for. Love is not separate from God. God is love. Peace is not separate from God. He's the prince of peace. Joy is not separate from God. He's the joy of your salvation. Everything that you need is in God's spirit. So you need to have evidence that you have the spirit on the inside so the king can get to work. And that evidence is when you begin to speak in tongues. Praise God. So God is getting ready to fill every person in this place with the Holy Ghost. Look at the person next to you. Tell him God's getting ready to give you the spirit. Here's what I love about Jesus. And I'm quitting right here. Here's what I love about Jesus. Jesus is getting ready to heal Jairus' daughter. Jairus had something dead that was on the inside of his house. And when Jesus comes in, Jesus looks at this dead thing. It says it's not dead. It's just asleep. Praise God. What they saw was dead. God just saw it as asleep. When you're asleep, you have the potential to be active, but you're not active yet. And so God saw the potential of dead things, and they begin to laugh and scoff at him. And there are things in your home, in your mind. That are laughing and scoffing at what I'm saying. I can't be full of joy. I can't be full of peace. God can't restore my marriage. God can't give me life. And I love what happens when Jesus enters a place. The power of God, whenever it comes in something, it doesn't just come in. It pushes things out. Because it was then that he told the mourners, you got to get out. He puts them, and can I tell you, when God fills you with his spirit, God doesn't just have to heal depression. Depression can't stay where God is. And by virtue of God coming in, everything that is contrary to God has to go out. That's what the Bible means when it says the light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. It doesn't know what's going on but it has to submit to the light that is there and can I tell you what's getting ready to take place God is going to come in on the inside and it's going to begin to push out everything that has been laughing at your faith, that has been laughing at the miraculous, that has been laughing at the supernatural. You don't need to feel it. You just need Jesus to step in. And if God steps in, everything else has to get out. I want you to stand to your feet right now. Man, I want you to stand to your feet right now I want you to look at two or three people and I need you to tell them God's getting ready to fill you I'm not just talking about the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues I'm talking to families whose homes are empty I'm talking to young kids whose minds are empty you feel purposeless like you're not going anywhere and I'm telling you today God is ready to fill He's not just going to occupy a little space of your home, but he's getting ready to occupy everything. He's getting ready to fill you. Praise God. Here's what I want you to do one more time in faith. I want you to look that person in the eye. I want you to tell them God's getting ready to fill you. I'm talking to you, mama you don't know what to do with your kids anymore that's all right God's getting ready to fill you you don't know what's happening in your home anymore that, that's okay God's getting ready to fill you I've seen him do it over and over and over again that when God steps in he fills the air. I love the way I say, and the train of his robe filled the temple, God is getting ready to fill. Amen. here's what I want you to do from the front all the way to the back. I want you to find two or three people, and I want you to tell them, can you come down to the altar with me? Step out of your pew. Make sure you don't come down here by yourself without asking somebody. Go ahead, step out of your pew. I want you to step out of your pew, and I want you to find two or three people. Make sure you talk to them. I want you to. I want you to just ask them, can you come down to the front? Saying to God, you better not come down here and not have asked two or three people. All the way in the back, there's space for you. Don't let these greedy Pentecostals take up what God has for you. There's enough to go around. That's right. Come on, I want you to bring your kids because God wants to fill your kids. Praise God. I want you to push up close for me. Push up close for me. Push up close to me. There are people here that need the Holy Ghost, and I've learned that the easiest way to get God to come in on the inside is just to make room for Him. Nobody praying just yet, I want you to push up close for me. Push up close for me. When we worship God, we are making room for God. We're telling God, hey, there's a vacancy here. There's room for you here. We are going to acknowledge our emptiness. We're going to tell God, God, there's room for you here. There's many of you here, they've, this isn't a gift of the spirit. They told me. There's many of you here, you've never received the power of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. God is going to fill you with his spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You're simply just going to begin to worship God. Can I help you here? Here's how we're going to worship. We're going to practice this. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to lift both your hands. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to lift your head. And I just want you to tell Jesus, I love you, Jesus. I want you to tell him, I love you, Jesus. I want you to imagine you're standing before the cross because that's what he did for you and I just want you to tell him I love you Jesus I love you Jesus I worship you Jesus I want you to set your hands down what you were doing right there that was worship and as you begin to do that as you begin to use your words And begin to worship God. God is going to begin to pour out a spirit. And begin to fill you. There's families that are here. Marriages that are here. Homes that are here. You need God to fill an empty space. You need God to fill a space that's being occupied by things you don't want there. And God's getting ready to pour out his spirit. And the kingdom is getting ready to add joy and peace and life to you. It's the last thing I'll have you do with your neighbor, but I just want you to ask the person next to you. Have you received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues? Make sure you ask them. This is where I need you to be humble and give them an answer. Just tell them, no, I haven't. I don't remember. Never heard of it. If they said no, I want you to tell them today's your day. Today's your day for God to fill you. Because the next time we prayed the way we were just praying, God's going to begin to come in on the inside. You're going to begin to feel the rivers of the Spirit begin to flow. And I don't want that pride to kick in and say, well, they're looking at me. What if, what if I don't say the right thing? I want you just to be a little humble and to say, I don't care what they're thinking. And I want you to begin to pray out loud with your words. And as you begin to pray, There's going to be this river that's going to begin to flow out of you. Your tongue is going to begin to tremble as sounds begin to flow out. And God fills you with his spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Are you ready for that, church? There's kids all around here that need the Holy Ghost. There's adults here that need the Holy Ghost. I want you to lift both your hands one more time. And I want you to close your eyes. I want you to lift your head and I want you to begin to worship God with your words I want you to begin to use your words and just begin to worship God altar workers I want you to look around if you see somebody that you know needs the Holy Ghost I just want you to begin to pray with them right where you are I just want you to begin to tell God God I love you today God I worship you God I I, I, I want I want what you have for me I surrender myself Come on, if there's a young person next to you that needs the Holy Ghost. If there's somebody around you that needs the Spirit of God, I just want you to begin to pray with them. Come on, that's it all across the building. That's it all across the building. I don't want you to stop praying. I don't want you to get a little bit of God. I want you to get enough of God till he's flowing on the outside. Come on, saints of God, I want you to find somebody next to you right now. I want you to find somebody and begin to pray with them. Right now in the name of Jesus, I want you to begin to lift your voice and just begin to worship. It's for you today. It's for you today. Come on, that's it. I want you to close your eyes and begin to lift your voice. If you need the Spirit of God, it's for you today.